coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And it's time to put on the tool belt and get to work. If you've got a project around your Money Pit that you'd like to knock out today, give us a call right now. We'll help you get it done. The number is one 888 Money Pit. Are you planning a project for your future? Is it something that you want to do this winter, perhaps to save some energy, make your home more comfortable? Give us a call. We'd love to help you out. The number is 888-666-3974. Hey, is it a job you can't do yourself? You don't need us to figure that out, but you do need us to maybe help you how to hire a contractor and what to ask when the contractor comes to your house with tales of glory about how great and how beautiful it's going to be. How do you make sure it actually comes out that way? Give us a call. We'll talk you through it. 888-666-3974. Well, now that you've wrapped up another year of busy holiday cooking, did you have the notice while all that was going on that maybe your kitchen started to feel a bit smaller? Well, it's only going to get worse as the winter drags on. So this hour, we're going to give you some easy decor and remodeling ideas that will make your kitchen feel bigger without tearing down the walls. Also, does your heating system seem to have its own personality? All that noise coming from it might be sending you a signal that it needs some maintenance, a loud signal. Now, Richard Trithui, the heating expert for this old house, is going to be along to tell us what all of those noises mean. And your appliances don't ordinarily send you a breakdown ahead warning. They just tend to die with very little upfront notice, which could potentially leave you with a big repair bill. So this hour, we're going to tell you about a type of warranty coverage that actually can help you avoid those high-priced appliance repairs. And this hour, we've got a great prize up for grabs. We're giving away pretty much a head start on any home improvement project. We've got up for grabs a $100 gift card from Lowe's, and it's courtesy of our friends over at Airstone. And that's a cool new product that helps you create the look of stone without the grouting, and even better, without the heavy lifting. And that's going to go to one caller drawn at random from today's caller. So the first step doesn't require any heavy lifting. Just pick up the phone and call us, 888-MONEY-PIT. Let's get right to the phones. Leslie, who's first? Joe in Pennsylvania is on the line dealing with some heating issues. Tell us what's going on at your money pit. We have a furnace. It's a propane furnace. It's about uh, it's about six, five or six years old. It's, great. it's pretty good for heating the house, but it seems like some of the rooms are hotter than the other, and some of the rooms seem to be cooler. And what happens is, is there's no consistency. So uh, I have a hard time with getting everything fluctuated so that everything stays even. And I, I don't know how to adjust that so that it, it would uh, heat the house evenly. Okay, so your furnace is kind of dumb in the sense that either it's on or off, right? So that takes care of the furnace part of it. The problem here is with the duct system. It's the distribution throughout the house. This is a forced air system, Joe? So the duct system is what has to be tweaked here to get the balance just right. Now, the way you adjust the duct system is first by designing it properly, which may be the issue here, and that's kind of hard to fix without adding additional ductwork to it or rerouting things that you have. The second way you adjust it is by controlling the dampers, the duct dampers. Now, duct dampers are going to be mounted usually somewhere close to the furnace or at least the, at the be very beginning of a duct line. And okay. it's evidenced by a small handle on the side of the duct. And if you look at the nut and bolt that the handle is attached to, there's going to be sort of a, a flat 
slot to it. If the flat is perpendicular to the duct system, it's off. If it's going with the duct system, it's on. And you can adjust the flow with those duct dampers. And the third way you can control this is with the actual registers inside the room, whether they're opened or closed. Now, if the if those adjustments don't change anything, the other thing to look at is the return air, where the return is pulling from. The best HVAC system design has returns in every room. If you don't have both a supply and return in the same room, you're going to have a central return, usually a bigger register in the hallway near a bunch of rooms. And if you improve the airflow back to the return, that can improve the balance as well. How much you do that? Well, it could be something as simple as undercutting doors. But this is a balance issue. It has nothing to do with the fact that you have a a furnace that's a propane furnace. You know, it's going to supply heat uh, as it's designed to do. But the distribution is the issue. And it's possible also that there could be uh, uh, fan adjustments to the fan speed that could impact this. But I think it's over and above uh, what you can do when we get into the fan work and the multi-speeds and that sort of thing. That's really a job for a service professional. But you could take a look for those duct dampers and see if they exist and see if you can uh, tweak the airflow to make it a bit more comfortable. All right. I would be happy to do that. All right, Joe. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Marsha in Illinois needs some help getting a window unstuck. Tell us about it. I have a window over my sink in my kitchen, so I have to lean over the sink to raise this window. And uh, it's always been extremely hard to get up or down. And uh, I I just don't know what to do with it. I I think I've tried um, WD-40. Is this a wood window, Marsha? Yes, it's a wood window. So... Probably over the years, it's gotten bigger, swollen in its place, and it's gotten tighter in the jams. And I'll presume with paint, too, over the years that that didn't make it any better. So why don't you think about a replacement window? I mean, look, we can talk to you about taking this whole window apart and sanding down the jams and sanding down the sashes and making it easier to use and replacing the cords and the balance and all that work. I think this would be a good time to treat yourself to a replacement window. You don't have to do all the windows in the house. You know, you can buy a double-hung replacement window in a home center today for a couple hundred bucks, and it's a pretty good quality window. So you may want to think about replacing just this one window, or in the alternative, you can pull the trim off, you can take the sashes apart, and you could sand them and sand them well, and that will make them a little bit smaller all the way around and make them easier to operate. And, of course, also make sure that the balances are working. Now, if it's an old wood window, you may have cords or chains that go up, and you want to make sure that they're still attached because that gives you a little bit of of assistance as you open and close the window. Okay. Well, uh, I appreciate your advice. I'm... uh... I guess I'll have to invest in a new window. I I think it's going to be easier than all the work it would take to get the old window working. And I'm all for easy. And that's why I suggest that. Okay, Marcia? Good luck. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Now, look, if you got these old windows, I mean, you can work on them and put eight, ten hours into a window. And sure, it'll be just as good as new. But why? You know, it's still going to be an old drafty wood window when you can go buy a double-pane vinyl clad window replacement window that slips inside the existing opening and just have better energy efficiency and a window that really works tilt in to clean you know the works just doesn't make any sense you're still gonna have to reach over that sink it's just gonna be easier to work exactly
You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, we are into the new year. Have you started your home improvement resolutions? We're here to give you a hand 24 hours a day, seven days a week with all your Money Pit problems. Give us a call at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, does the busiest room in your house feel a bit cramped? We're going to have tips on making your kitchen feel bigger after this. 888-MONEY-PIT. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. This hour, we're giving away a prize to one lucky caller that can help you achieve the look and feel of a real stone wall without having to hire a pro to do the job. Airstone is an ultralight wall covering system that can transform a drab fireplace, a wall, or even a shelf into something that really pops. The stone pieces fit together so perfectly, so there's no grouting ever needed. And you know what? You can actually find Airstone at most Lowe's locations. So if you wanted to check it out in person and see what you might be winning or get some inspiration ideas, you can also check out their website. It's airstone.com, and you can learn all about the product. Now, one caller that we talked to on the air this hour is going to win a $100 gift card from Lowe's to get you started on your next project with Airstone. Give us a call right now for help on any project that you might be working on. The number here is 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Mary in North Carolina is on the line with a mossy roof. Tell us what's going on at your Money Pit. Well, we have a 10-year-old roof, asphalt shingles, I believe they are, and the Sections between shingles are beginning to be filled up with moss. It's like a mossy grout line. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'd like to know how to get it safely clean and keep it from growing back again. It isn't the entire roof. We we are in an A-frame house, so it's very you know very sharp, very steep roof, and it's just about the uh, eight or ten feet closest to the. To the edge. Okay. Do you see it all the way around? You just see it on, say, the north-facing side or in the it's area? It's just on this north-facing part. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the area that gets the least amount of sunlight. Right. Um, do you have, like, a large tree that's, you know, adding more shade to this area? We have a lot of trees. Yeah. A lot of trees. Yeah. Therein lies the problem. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, the best solution here is can you trim out or thin out those trees in any way to get more sunlight onto that portion of the roof. Because if you can do that, sunlight really is, you know, your best weapon in getting rid of this moss and keeping it away. Now, you'll have to do some work to get it to be gone in the first place. But if you can add more sunlight, you're going to help it stay away. All right. Very good. Thank you very much. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Chad in Florida is on the line and having a really hard time getting that perfect shower. Tell us what's going on. Oh, I've got an issue. Um, uh, the house was built in like the uh, late 50s, early 60s, and uh, you got to take a shower and you turn the hot water, you think it would be up, and then you turn the cold water on. And it just seems like that, uh, you know, you go to adjust the uh, the cold there and it's, it's – uh, it makes a kind of a creaking noise, and uh, you know it's either scalding hot or freezing cold, and you always kind of got to sit there and adjust the uh, the the cold side on the um, um, on the shower there. And it seems to do it more when it starts to get colder out. What you might want to do is think about replacing this with a pressure balanced valve. 
A pressure balance valve maintains the mix between hot and cold regardless of the pressure in the pipe. So as you pull more water or less water out of one side because either the valve is doing that or somebody's using the water somewhere in the house, the flow of water can change, but the mix, the balance between the hot and the cold will not change. And that just makes it a lot more comfortable and, frankly, a lot safer for you, for you to, to, to use that water. And if you're still using two valves like that, you know, it might be time to upgrade to pressure balance because I think you'll find that that's going to solve this problem. Alrighty, yeah, that's what I, that was my next project. I got just got finished uh, doing it and closing my carport and doing addition, and the bathroom is coming next. So. Wow, well, we're happy to help you select the next project, Chad. Hey, I appreciate it. I'm sure your list. You were just wondering what were you going to put on that list, and uh, and and now you're now you're all set. That's right. That's right. It's never ending <laughs> when you're a homeowner, right? Yep, absolutely. Chad, thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Hey, do you have a small kitchen? Well, you can make it seem larger without doing a major construction project like knocking down the walls. For example, you might choose to add a skylight. Now, a skylight can open up the ceiling to more light and it'll sort of visually expand the space. But an even better option might be to consider installing a solo tube. Have you seen these? The solo tube is really neat. It's a tube that goes from the roof down to the ceiling. The roof has a traditional sort of sky-like like opening on top of the tube. The inside of the tube is all mirrored and all shiny. Oh, so it just bounces around that sunlight. That's right. It takes all that sunlight and shoots it down this tube. You can go kind of on an angle a little bit if you have to, down to what looks like sort of like a ceiling fixture. And it just totally brightens up the room without, you know, having to do any of the construction hassle associated with the skylight. So no, you know, major roof reframing, no sheetrock, no uh, spackle no prime, no paint. You can, if you know what you're doing, you can install one of these things in like an hour and it's just beautiful. So there's an easy way to add some more light to the kitchen. Now, another idea is to actually remove the soffits if you've got them above any cabinets in your kitchen space, because sometimes the soffits can make the room seem shorter or more crowded. And if you do that, that's really going to open up your kitchen and then go ahead and even add some lighting above that soffit area, you know, the area above the cabinets. And that's really going to open up the four corners of the room. Now, you can also consider open shelving and replace solid doors with glass fronted cabinet doors and that's really going to help give your room some depth and it'll give you a whole new look for that space you know it's a new year new look go for it you don't have to spend a ton of money to get the kitchen really looking you know bigger than it should than it than it actually is need more tips head on over to moneypit.com and just search small kitchens liam in iowa has a flooring question what can we help you with i was wondering if, if i could get away with putting some snap together flooring like pergo over uh carpeting in the dining room because I don't want to uh, cover the carpeting up but the, the dining room is carpeted and we'd like to have a hard surface underneath the dining room table so it doesn't get you know food and stains and stuff in the carpeting just so you're talking about an area just for the table yeah, just like underneath the dining room table rather than tear up a hole in the carpeting or tear up the carpeting in the dining room you think I could just snap together flooring over over the carpet under the dining room table and chairs I don't think so because that type of flooring needs a certain level of consistent support. And there's special underlayments that are designed to go underneath it. Mm-hmm. And those underlayments have just enough cushion, but it gives the flooring material the support it needs. So putting it on top of sure. carpet, it's going to be too mushy and the floor joints are going to start to break apart. So that's just not going to work. You're going to have to decide one or the other. Okay, so if I want a hard floor, I'm going to have to tear up the carpeting. Correct. Well, yeah, if you're looking for a hard floor like a pergo or a laminate type, 
you know, you would take up the carpeting, which, I mean, isn't a huge project. And, you know, depending on what's under there, you could probably use whatever plywood or, you know, base as your subfloor and make it work really well and go together quite easily. Um, the other option, if you like that carpeting that's in there, you're just concerned about, you know, the table and the usage and dirt, you could get an inexpensive like sisal or seagrass rug, which is really in style, and layer your carpeting. I've seen this done many times. It looks great in rooms like this. And you can do a carpet underneath, you know, like an area rug underneath the table and chairs. And if you go with a sisal or seagrass, it's very stylish. You know, I don't know what your decor is, but it could work and be really awesome. A friend of mine has like an indoor-outdoor rug that looks like black and white tile at their campsite outside of their, their uh, Airstream trailer. So maybe something like that, like an indoor-outdoor type of carpet. It doesn't have to be indoor-outdoor. I mean, if I had an Airstream trailer, I'd probably have indoor-outdoor carpet for that too. But, right. you know, in your situation, in my dining room, like I don't know I would do that. <laughs> exactly. Um, but you can get a sisal rug or a seagrass rug for, you know, 100 or 200 bucks, depending on the size of it. And those clean really well. They're reversible. So if one side gets like super dirty, you just flip it over and use the other side. And then when that one gets trashed, you chuck it and get a new one. Okay, cool. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. David in Missouri needs some help with the tankless water heater. What can we do for you? Uh, yes, I was wanting to find out where I could buy uh, tankless and what size I would need. Well, the answer depends on this number of, of bathrooms in the house, David, and all of the manufacturers of tankless offer sizing guides. For example, if you go to ream.com, R-H-E-E-M.com, they have a section of their website. Um, they call it uh, easy as one, two, three tankless selection for mm-hmm. homeowners. It's under their best fit guide. How many bathrooms do you have? There'll be two. Two? All right, so that's the smallest one. They call that the RTG64 series. And, uh, you know, that should pl- supply plenty of hot water for your house. And the nice thing about tankless is it essentially supplies an unlimited amount of hot water, so you'll never run out. If it makes any difference between well water or city water? No, it shouldn't make any difference whatsoever whether you're heating well water or city water. The tankless water heater will work just as well with both. Okay, thank you. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Is your forced air heating system talking to you? That's right. Are you hearing voices around the house? Hey, it's your heating system. I'm talking to you. Well, those noises could actually be saying, hey, it's your system. Pay some attention to me. We're going to tell you what you need to know to quiet your heating system after this. Hi, I'm Norm Abram from This Old House. And when we're working on our projects, we listen to the Money Pit. On the Money Pit Radio Show. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888 Money Pit. Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley Tools, your trusted name in quality hand tools. To learn more about their complete line of quality tools and everything for your toolbox, visit stanleytools.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. 
I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. You know, you've probably invested in a portable generator and are very glad you did. But do you wonder what the best way is to store it and maintain it so that it's always at the ready? We've got some tips. We just put a great article up on MoneyPit.com to explain that process, including a system where you'll always have fresh fuel available. We're going to teach you how to rotate a small fuel supply so that you'll always have it at the ready when you need it. When the power goes out, all you have to do is head out to your garage or your shed or pull it out of your basement, add fuel, and you'll be good to go. And that article is online at MoneyPit.com. Just search Generator Storage. Well, bangs, whistles, and shrieks may sound much like a fireworks celebration, but when those sounds are streaming from your heating system, not so much. That's right. And especially when your system is the type known as forced hot air. For repair advice to help quiet a quirky system, we're now joined by Richard Trithui, the plumbing and heating expert for TV's This Old House. Hi, Richard. Hello, guys. Nice to be back in the pit. So tell us a little bit about how a forced air system works so that we can understand where those noises are emanating from. Well, it starts with a furnace somewhere, maybe one or more furnaces in the house, and it sits and it has a burner in it, and it has a fan to push the air across the heat exchanger, the place where you've burned that fuel. And now the heated air now goes up through ductwork, and the ductwork starts big down at the unit, and it gets smaller and smaller as it goes through the building. Now that that ductwork... It's sitting there. It's cool when you first turn the thermostat on in the winter, and it's sort of relaxed. And now you ter- put a bunch of hot air in, and that fan is sort of filling the balloon, which is the ductwork. Right. So you can get a series of noise. One, you'll start maybe hearing noises out of the ducts, the connections, the joints, because they might not be tight together. So you'll hear a little whistle there. But you also can get this thing, this oil canning, this sort of where the whole thing bubbles up and you can hear the metal almost expanding as if somebody has uh, popped a uh, a can, so to speak. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a weird metallic sound that people know. People that have yep. it know. Like a clanging and, sound. Yeah, and it, cl- and it comes every single time that the, the, the thermostat calls and it can be really annoying. Mm. Sort of, it's, sometimes it's reassuring to people. I mean, they know, they know, they know the heat's on. That's right. <laughs> they, feel, they feel warmer already. And but, because they're metal ducts, it resonates right. throughout that's the right. entire building. Yeah. Let's go back to that whistling sound you mentioned before. You know, I've had houses in the past where that's how we knew the system was on because yep. you could hear that whistling everywhere. Is that really a work? workmanship issue in terms of how those were put together? Well, a properly sized and installed ducted system should be gentle. You shouldn't hear it. It should be, it should come in with a low sort of inrush and just sort of put the right temperature up. And that's not the case all the time. Oftentimes we see ducts that are undersized. Uh, We see register grills that are closed down and so they're going to whistle against the register grill. We also see so few systems in hot air zoned. And zoning is a very viable way that you can, you know, people think of zoning all the time with hot water heating systems, but a lot of contractors stay away from zoning because they're afraid that they can't get it right and stuff like that. But it's a very viable way to put comfort in the right places. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not going to fix the noise issue, but we can do better as far as putting the heating where it belongs. Now, when it comes to the oil canning sound that you had mentioned, generally this is caused by... Longer runs of exposed yep. duct that just don't have any rigidity to them? That's the prime culprit, Leslie. If you've got a nice, long, straight duct system, that metal will sort of sort of fall down. Gravity wants to pull the top part of it down, and now you push air in it. It wants to pop back out and mm-hmm. fill up like a balloon. But there are ways to get around it. If the duct's available to be worked on, 
you can add metal strips to the to the outside of it to add a little bit of a structure, like adding a two by four right. across a, a wall. To sort of brace it. Absolutely, just like uh, to sort of hold it a little bit. People have used uh, strapping or plywood or different things. I'd prefer to use metal on a on a system oh, if I could, duck. and just to give it a little bit of rigidity. And then you can also insulate that. Sometimes you can put a beautiful wrap of insulation all the way around it, and that additional wrap, sort of wrapping it like a nice toasty sweater can also hold that oil canning to a minimum. Now, other noises we hear, sometimes you get sort of a vibration noise yeah. uh, out of the blower. Yeah. Is that because it gets out of balance somehow? It can, yeah. There's, you know, a blower motor is a, is, a, is a motor that has bearings in it, and has a, it has a little pulley that can often drive the, the fan motor. And that, that gets out of whack a little bit. It's just like... Like any any fan or motor that's just not quite in tune, and so you you know you have to change the, either the fan blade or the motor itself, and you'll get quiet again. And if you get a whooshing sound, that's a really bad sign, huh? Well, we're whooshing that you didn't, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, you're going to get some whoosh. With most of these systems, there's an inrush fan. You're trying to fill this plenum. The plenum is the big duct and all the ductwork, and so when it first comes on, it'll be a. Whoosh. And so you can't escape that uh, too much unless you go to – but I will tell you, nowadays, the modern furnaces, aside from being really efficient, many of them have variable speed blower motors. And they have ECM, they call electronically commutated so motors. much quieter. Oh, they come in gently. They just sort of gently start to fill the duct. And you really don't notice as much as the old ones. The old ones were one speed, on hot, and then shut off and do it again. And so the modern ones are much better. Now, finally, uh, one more type of whoosh sound that I've seen uh, in the field is when you get a dirty burner, right? Mm-hmm. And that the gas tends to build up, and then you get sort of the... little the, afterburn. little it, afterburn. If you have anything that sounds like a little secondary burn on a gas appliance, do not hesitate. Call a professional to come in. Get right. that thing clean. That is a, that's a, that's a safety condition that shouldn't be left. You, know, you want... Uh, you want that to ignite perfectly every time it comes on. And it's even more graphic with propane. Uh, propane is a gas which is heavier than air. And so what can happen is if it doesn't completely burn, that propane can fall to the floor and you're gonna, you could have a little uh, dangerous condition there. So Yeah, that's a really important point because I think that folks don't recognize um, that these fuels, like any other type of fossil fuel, like like your car, you would never imagine to never have to tune up your car. Yep. Yet people go yep. way too long without tuning Absolutely. up their gas furnaces, right. their oil furnaces, and so on. Any yep. fossil fuel needs to be cleaned so yep. that it burns cleanly That's and right. efficiently. That's right. So maintenance really is important with these systems. Yeah. You go to the doctor once in a while. You get your car checked once in a while. You should really think about getting it serviced, I think, annually. Mm-hmm. And But to the point about... Noise. If you hear a funky noise you haven't heard before, call somebody right away. You want to get that thing serviced. You want to be safe. Absolutely. Richard Trithui, the plumbing and heating expert on TV's This Old House. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Great to be here. All right. You can catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For local listings and step-by-step videos of many common home improvement projects, visit thisoldhouse.com. And This Old House is proudly brought to you by Lumber Liquidators. Lumber Liquidators, hardwood floors for less. Coming up next, if you have homeowner's insurance, your home is probably covered for catastrophic damage. But what about those expensive repairs to the mechanical systems and appliances that seem to happen far more often? We're going to share some tips on comprehensive coverage for all of your appliances and those repairs next. You live in a body pit. The Money 
Benefit is brought to you by Total Protect Home Warranty. Get total protection against unexpected home repair or replacement costs. Choose from a full line of plans as low as $19.95 a month. For a free quote and to find out if you qualify for a $25 gift card with purchase, call 800-737-1010. That's 800-737-1010. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. This hour, we've got up for grabs a great prize. We're giving away something that's going to help you achieve the look and the feel of real stone. But, of course, you don't have the big expense of using stone, and you don't even have to hire a pro to use it. Airstone is an ultralight wall covering, and you can use it to get that sort of mid-century modern look that's really in right now. Or you can even create a traditional look with it. There's a lot of options out there. Yeah, you know, this is the only stone veneer that attaches directly to a wall, and it gives you that look and feel of real stone without having to hire a mason. Now, you'll expect to pay about 80% less than you would for a real stone project with this product, and one caller this hour is going to win a head start because we're giving away a $100 Lowe's gift card that you could apply towards the purchase of Airstone. Check it out at airstone.com and give us a call right now for your chance to win that $100 gift card from Lowe's. one Money Pit. Claire in Alaska, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? Hi. I want to build a sauna okay. at my home, and um, I've been to the home shows where these, they sell these very expensive $7,000 packages, and they, we can't afford that. So mm. might there be a problem with using several of the clear or red infrared bulbs that are sold at the hardware stores, and how can we tell what wattage is enough for our sauna space. Yeah, I don't think that you're going to get enough heat with those infrared bulbs. You know, it certainly would make it warm, but it's no sauna. You have to have a sauna heater, at least. If you're going to build the room yourself, then that's fine. But I think you have to start by selecting a a proper sauna heater. For me, I'm going to just look for a good electric heating coil and, 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 you know, that has sort of rocks that surround it. Because I love to throw the hot water on the hot coils and have it steam up. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. I appreciate your help. Well, if you're a homeowner, and most of us are, you know, you most likely have homeowner's insurance. And you know what? If you're a renter, you should have renter's insurance as well. But that's a whole nother point. Now, with homeowner's insurance, there's some extremely important coverages that you should have. And there are some things that even a good homeowner's policy won't cover. And that includes repairs to your appliances or even major home systems like your heating and cooling. And when those systems do break down, you could be looking at really expensive repairs. Bills. Sure, but while insurance doesn't cover those bills, a good home warranty plan can do just that. Total Protect is a home warranty company that we are proud to have as a sponsor of the Money Pit. Total Protect coverage includes repairs and replacement of appliances, home systems, and a lot more. And I think it's really important to know that these plans are affordable as well. You know, they start at around less than 20 bucks. Total Protect also offers a network of qualified repair technicians for total protection and then, of course, total peace of mind. Give them a call at 800-737-1010 for a free quote. Plus, you can find that if you qualify for a $25 gift card with your purchase. Protect your home and your budget against unexpected repair and replacement costs. Call them now, 800-737-1010. That's 800-737-1010. Or visit buytotalprotect.com. Patrick in Florida, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? We've got a probably a 20 or uh, 15 or 20,000 gallon pool above ground. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's a lot of weight. Since... I have put in three shallow wells 
uh, and with a one horsepower pump. Okay. That draws for my sprinkler system. We have a standard lot. It's probably eighty by one hundred twenty-five, and I'm getting some sagging, or not a, not some sagging. I'm getting a decent amount of sagging on the uh, the pool fence. So am I sucking too much water out, and then the weight is pushing it down, or what do you think? The water shouldn't impact the the fence. If the fence is settling, I don't think it's because you're pulling water out from under it. Usually if you get a lot of settlement, it's because of the grade of the land. If there's a lot of water sitting in there, like from rainfall, and you have weight on top of that, then that will disturb the soil. It makes the soil weaker, and then things shift. Okay. So I don't know if, it's, if you can connect the well with the movement of the fence. Just the fence that's moving? Yeah, it's pulling away from the main post. Yeah, it's it's probably just a little bit of settlement in that area. Um, you know, uh, pulling away from the post like that is not that terribly unusual. Okay. And so um, I wouldn't attribute that to uh, some, some shifting of ground underneath. Okay, so you don't think I'm sucking too much water out of the out of the water table, and then now it, it needs to go somewhere. I don't know what you're taking out of the water table, Patrick, but I know it's not likely to cause the fence to move. Oh, got it. Okay. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming up next, we're going to turn up the volume on how to quiet a noisy plumbing system, including toilets that groan after every single flush. Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And hey, all you computer geniuses out there. You guys are on Facebook. We all are. Everybody's kind of addicted to it, actually. Have you had a chance to like the Money Pit on Facebook yet? Well, if you haven't, you're missing out on some really great stuff because if you are liking us on Facebook, it's going to open the door to the best home improvement advice out there. You're also going to learn about our exclusive weekly prize giveaways. You're going to get instant access to the newest Money Pit shows, articles, videos, and you're going to get priority access to ask your question right here on the radio show. Just go to moneypit.com. Find that Facebook logo and start clicking away. And while you're online, you can head on over to the community section and post your question just like Jamie in New Hampshire did. And Jamie wrote, what's causing my household plumbing to groan when the toilet is flushed? That's an interesting observation, a groaning plumbing system. Well, you know, plumbing systems being what they are, big pipes filled with metal, they tend to, to resonate sound quite effectively. So if you have something, for example, like a bad valve somewhere in the house, and when you have a bad valve, you can have a situation where the water doesn't smoothly run in and out of the valve. It kind of skips as it does, and that can cause a vibration in the pipes that could, in fact, be called, be called a groan. That's, that's a fair description of the way it sounds because the pipes piping system amplifies it. So if this is a sound that only happens when you flush the toilet, the most obvious solution would be to replace the guts of the toilet. That would be the fill valve 
and the flush valve. Now, the flush valve is probably okay, but you know what? If you're going to turn the water off and take the fill valve out, there's no sense leaving the flush valve in place. It's an additional, you know, three, four, five dollars to replace that. So I would replace both the flush valve and the fill valve in your toilet, Jamie. Very easy to do. You can find them at home centers. Fluid Master is really the industry leader when it comes to uh, toilet valves. They make more than anybody else. They've got some great videos and other instructional elements on their website at fluidmaster.com. So take a look right there. I'll walk you right through it. It's very easy, step by step. You'll have it done in no time. Mm -hmm. And they've got like a really cheeky video of like a father and son. It's very like 50s style. (laughs) Leave it to be. (laughs) So you'll enjoy that while you're working on it. All right. Next up, we've got a post from Chrissy in Montana who wrote, how do I calculate how much caulk I need to buy to do my bathtub? I can't imagine that you need more than one tube, right? <laughs> I've never gotten that question ever. How do I calculate the amount of caulk for a bathtub? That's because it, it can easily be done in a, in a single tube. But since you asked the question of doing the project, let me just remind you of the steps involved uh, in caulking a bathtub. It starts with uh, removing the old caulk and then filling the tub with water and re-caulking it with a tub filled with water. And then once the caulk dries, you can let the water out. And the reason we say that is because the tub comes up and compresses the caulk and it doesn't pull out as readily the next time you climb into the tub. So that's kind of how you do that project. It's really an easy one to tackle. Make sure, though, you use caulk that's designed for kitchen or bath because that type of caulk has a mildicide in it that will stop that stuff from turning green and gunky once again. Mm-hmm. And that's really the trick, and that's what makes you want to re-caulk. So if you get one with the mildicide built in, it's really going to do a good job of looking white and clean you know, for as long as it possibly can, given the fact that it's in your bathtub. <laughs> This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this winter hour with us. We hope we've given you some great ideas, some tips, some suggestions, some innovation that you can apply to your Money Pit to make it the home that you want it to be. Remember, if you've got questions 24-7, you can always reach out to Leslie and I by calling us at 1-888-MONEY-PIT. If we're not in the studio when you dial, we will call you back the next time we are Plus, you can get us as well on the website by posting a question in the community section. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.